Welcome to this Sunday's message from the King's Church Mid-Sussex. It's great to be here today. Uh, my name's Kieran. I'm one of the pastors here at the King's Church Mid-Sussex. And before we get going, listen, I just want to give a massive shout out to my lovely friends that are currently or have recently been on the Alpha Call. So a massive hello to you guys. One of the reasons I want to say hello to you is because I think most of you have never ever attended a church service physically at the King's Church. You've all connected on our online broadcasts and then chosen to uh, join Alpha and go on that journey, really exploring what Christianity is about. So a big shout out to you guys, loving the whole Alpha journey with you. Uh, but also that kind of ties into what we've been looking at over the last few weeks. We've been doing a teaching series called Church Without Walls, and I'm not talking about ice cream either. So we've been looking at how the church is its not focused on being in a building. It's much, much more than that. And you can look at our back catalogue to find out more. So today I'm going to be looking at one of the true life accounts of Jesus' life found in Luke's Gospel, St. Luke, chapter 10, Sonic verse 25. Now, to put it in context, Jesus was doing some teaching and it says that a lawyer stood up to test him. Not everybody was keen on Jesus, but a lawyer stood up to test him and asked him this question, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Well, Jesus bounces the question back to him and says, Well, what does it say in the Bible? Now, in those days, it wasn't called the Bible, but... Jesus actually said, what's it saying, the law and the prophets? In other words, the holy scriptures that they had. And the lawyer answers, he says, well, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind. And you must love your neighbour as yourself. And Jesus looks at him and says, you've answered well. Do that and you will live. Well, even that is a huge challenge. If you think about the people that you know in your family or friends, maybe they're easier to love. But what about loving neighbours? I've had the privilege of living in many different places and I've got some great neighbours now. But sometimes some of my neighbours have been a little more challenging. Maybe right now you've got a difficult neighbour. Maybe right now you're a difficult neighbour. And we're not just, when Jesus thought about this, he's not just thinking about the immediacy of those around us, but way beyond. So how can we love God with all our heart, soul and mind? How can we love others like we love ourselves? And Jesus was saying, you know, if you can do that without my help, that's pretty tough. But the lawyer is trying to justify himself. So he says, okay, so who is my neighbour? He wants to kind of narrow it down into, if I do this duty, that would be enough. Who's my neighbour then? I'm trying to test Jesus again. And then Jesus, Jesus is an amazing storyteller. He, he I, I was, what I was thinking about, I was trying to sort of think, what, what would it be like in, in sort of our context today? Now, now, when I was growing up, I don't know if you know this, but I'm from Dublin originally, I'm Irish. When I was growing up, the sort of, Stories that often were told was there was an Englishman, an Irishman and a Scotsman. Now, when somebody started with that kind of story, 
you knew it was going to be some sort of amusing tale that would happen. Or, I suppose, bring it more up to date. Uh, nowadays, we have a man walks into a bar. You know, those kind of stories. Well, when Jesus said, I'm going to tell a story, the people that are around think, ah, oh, great, you know, he was such a great storyteller. It's a bit like, ah, oh, great, it's going to be like a, some sort of entertaining, amusing story. Well, Jesus tells a story. So there was a man, and it would have been a Jewish man, going from Jerusalem to Jericho. Bit of background, it's about 17 miles from quite high up, several thousand feet. It's about a three and a half foot thousand drop between Jerusalem and Jericho. And the path that he took was notorious for bandits. It's rare for people to travel on that highway alone. But this man was traveling alone, so immediately people think, oh, I don't know if that's a good idea. A man was going from Jerusalem to Jericho, Jesus said. And guess what? The inevitable happened. Now, I don't know about where you live. Is, is there a place where you live where, that is notorious? So not so long ago, myself and my family, we, we were living in Glasgow. Certainly in that city, there were places that you knew if you went there at certain parts of day or night, it could be quite risky. So people knew the context. They knew this road. Anyway, he gets ambushed. Robbers, bandits, they take his stuff. They strip him naked. They beat him. They leave him half dead. Ah, oh, the crowd are groaning. Oh, no, this is awful. But then Jesus introduces a potential hero into the story. He says, but then a priest was coming by and he saw the man. Now, they're thinking, oh, there must have been a collective sigh of relief. Ah, oh, a priest. Ah, oh, that's a relief. He's going to be able to help this guy out. But Jesus says he saw the man and he passed by on the other side. What? But I, th I thought priests were like holy and good and religious. And then Jesus said, and then another man came along, this time a Levite. Now the Levites were people that worked at the temple like the priests, but they were much more practical. So probably the crowd would go, whoa, that's a relief. At least maybe the priests, maybe, you know, mm, but we've got a practical person helping now. That's great. He can help this guy. But Jesus says, no. That Levite, just like the priest, saw the man, but decided to pass by on the other side of the road. So what, what's the punchline to the story? Everybody's thinking, oh no, what's, what's going to happen? And then Jesus says this, and then a Samaritan. Now for the crowd there, instantly, that was shock value. Because Samaritans, they weren't just like neighbours of the Jews that they didn't kind of like each other that much, they were sworn enemies of each other. And Jesus said, then a Samaritan comes by. The crowd would have been, oh no, that's all we need now. The guy's half dead, one of our own is half dead. Probably he's been kicked to death, half to death by the Samaritans anyway. They're, the robbers were bound to be Samaritans. And now one's coming, he's gonna finish him off. But then Jesus said, then a Samaritan came, he saw the man, but he had pity and compassion for him. It says that he bound his wounds. Probably, I guess, that meant ripping even his own clothing. He bound his wounds. He, he applied first aid, which in 
that context would have been uh, wine to act as some sort of disinfectant and oil to soothe the wounds. Then he took the man, placed him on his donkey and took him to the, the nearest settlement. And when he got there, he took him to the, the local hotel or inn, looked after him that night. And then the next day, he goes to the concierge or the hotel owner, the inn owner, and says, look, let me give you this money. Uh, in the Bible, it says it's two denarii, which was a lot of money, probably enough money for maybe four to six weeks worth of hotel accommodation. He says, let me give you this money. Please look after the man and I will return. And if it's not enough, I'll settle up the bill. And then Jesus says, so which one of these three men was a neighbour to the man. And the lawyer replies and says, well, I suppose the one who showed mercy. And, and the story stops there. But it's quite provoking. For the crowd, they would have been aghast. Finding it difficult to comprehend. I don't understand. The hero wasn't the hero. The people we hate, the person we hate, turns into the hero. So, who is our neighbour? Are we going to be really narrow and, like the lawyer, say, well, I'm just going to be neighbourly to just this little narrow section here? Or are we going to maybe take hold of what Jesus is getting across here? Do you know what? When you love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, something happens. When you, when you love Jesus, something happens in your heart. And he gives you the capacity to love your neighbour as yourself. And our neighbours are those people all around us. They're not just the people either side of our flat or the people at the end of the garden in the house there or whatever your context is. They're the people that are all around us. And Jesus is saying, you can love your neighbour. During this crisis we're in at the moment, in this pandemic, we have this amazing opportunity to know the love of Jesus, but also to show the love of Jesus to our neighbours. And it, it, it can be in all sorts of ways. Do you know, just a couple of days ago, uh, two, two doors down from where I live, there's nobody in the house, but there's some guys uh, doing the scaffolding. As I came back, I've been out early in the morning uh, to, to do something. I, as I came back, they were there. It was pouring with rain. And I just said to, to one of the guys, I said, look, pretty miserable doing this, but can I make you a cup of tea? And I said, oh, yeah, that'd be amazing, mate. So I went in, made him a cup of tea. I said, look, I've got to wash my hands, do all the kind of COVID responsible things. But I said, I, I made them two mugs of tea, you know, sugar, all that kind of stuff. Sorted that out, took them out. And the guy was there, he goes, oh, do you know, I'm so grateful. I gave him the tea and I said, that's £2.50 then, please. <laughs> now, that was a joke, by the way. It wasn't, I didn't charge them because that's not being very neighbourly. It was like a joke. Well, I thought it was funny anyway. But he thought it was funny as well. So that's all right, isn't it? So look, what I'm saying is, loving our neighbour, it's thinking, Jesus, how can I know your love, but also show your love? And there's so many ways you can do that. You know that phrase, love your neighbour. 
we're really privileged as a church to be partnering with, uh, I guess, a, a Christian organisation. It's really a collection of churches, hundreds of churches, thousands of Christian organisations that come under the banner of Love Your Neighbour. It was started where the Alpha Course started at Holy Trinity Brompton. They started feeding uh, staff in the hospitals when uh, during the lockdown and people on estates nearby that were uh, facing hard times. And, and we're really sort of partnering with them and other churches to try and love our neighbours in a... I suppose, a more connected and joined up way. There's individual things we can do, but there's also something we can do actually as a church. So we have an amazing uh, debt advice service, King's Money Advice, and we're looking to recruit a whole new team for that. So maybe you're watching this and thinking, Do you know what, I've got skills in that. I could, I could love my neighbour by being involved in that. Or our Hope Interaction Houses, we need people to be involved with uh, maintenance and repairs or befriending the residents. We've got uh, a ministry where we, it's called CARS, where we provide auto repairs for people that are desperately in need of a vehicle but maybe hit hard times can't afford it. Again, that team needs, needs help. Uh, you know, we, we do something every year in partnership with some great local organisations, the council and others, called the Hamper Project. We, we need people to get involved in that. And then at the moment in Hayward Heath, we're, we're able to really love and help feed people. I, I don't know if you know this, but at the moment we, we've got uh, something called the Feast that runs up there. And uh, one of the local supermarkets have provided uh, food and the team up there are actually delivering food. And again, you know, there's opportunity for us to really serve the community in these very structured and, and practical ways. So we can, we can love our neighbours locally, people that we meet. But maybe you might think, do you know what? I'd love to just be part of a team and, and serve. And, you know, if, if that's you, you can get involved. Just email us at the church office. Details will kind of come up on the screen and stuff. But as I kind of bring this into land, here's something else that I want to bring to your attention. What happened to the Samaritan? Well, we don't know. But if you think about it just a little bit longer, the Jews hated the Samaritans. The Samaritans hated the Jews. They were sworn enemies. We've got a situation where a man has been beaten nearly to death and a Samaritan, an enemy, takes him, cares for him, but what he does is he chooses with courage to go to a Jewish settlement, walks in with a man who's beaten to death. The sworn enemy's got somebody. For all they know, it could have been the guy bringing it. And he puts his own life at risk to bring this man to a place of safety. And you see, in many ways, that is what Jesus has done for us. Jesus has walked into an enemy-occupied world, a hostile environment, where, let's face it, before I was a Christian, I, I didn't like Jesus. Other people hate Jesus. And yet he's prepared to walk into this world. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. 
that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. Jesus came in, not only did he pay a price for accommodation, it wasn't like that, he paid the price of his own life on the cross and rose again so that we could have that relationship with him. So what, what's your response to this? As I said, maybe your response is, you know, I, I'm going to say, Jesus, help me to look out for others. Whatever way that looks like for you. Maybe you're somebody that thinks, you know, I, I could really do with some help right now. And even the services that I mentioned, the, there's many more that other churches are doing. You might need some help and you can get in touch with that. But then that third group, maybe you're realising for the first time that you would like Jesus in your life and you would love to follow him and love him with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. So listen, I'm going to pray and I invite you just to pray with me. God, we thank you for the gift of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you came and died for us. You rose again and you offer us new life. And I pray for any reaching out to you now. I pray they would turn to you in this moment. And God, for those that are really struggling and they're in need, Lord, I, I, I pray for them. For those that maybe are facing redundancy, God, thank you for the new uh, initiative we, we're hoping to start with that, God, a, a, a job finding support service. God, I, Lord, I pray for whatever need it is, Lord, I pray they would know your presence and help. And God, for all of us, I pray practically, we'd know how to respond in how we may love our neighbours as we love ourselves. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from the King's Church, Mid-Sussex. To connect with us online, visit tkc.org.uk. We hope you'll join us again soon.